I'd like to do today is just offer you a few pieces of advice, a few ideas on how you can kind of orient yourself for orientation, how you can be prepared for it, how you can think about it, and hopefully be a much more effective team leader when the time comes. Okay, so I, I wanna just uh, start by asking you a question. How many of you could bench press uh, 250 pounds? And the answer is all of you, just not today. How many of you could run a marathon? And again, the answer is all of you, just not today. How many of you could speak Mandarin Chinese? How many of you could play Mozart's Requiem on the violin? The answer is all of you, just not today. Now, if, if you're a girl and you're thinking, there's no way I could bench press 250 pounds, I wanna let you know that the world record now for the bench press among women is over 500, so you could do it. I want you to continue this thought experiment for just a little while longer. What if you got some top-notch instruction on bench pressing? You really learned about it. You learned just how to make the descent and how, you know, drive back to the rack and all that stuff. You got some great instruction in long distance running. Would that turn you into a person who could run a marathon? If you spend a lot of time in the classroom just learning about it, figuring all that stuff out? Great instruction in violin pedagogy. Would that change you into a virtuoso? Okay, continue the thought experiment. After the instruction, let's say, you know, well, they couldn't run the marathon even though they know how to. So what I think is they just weren't trying hard enough. And so, you know, let's say we get someone to come in and really motivate you. We get Loki, right, Loki? Avengers Endgame, remember he had that stick of death, that big stick of death, and he's ready to put it on your heart, and you know he's screaming, try harder, try harder, lift harder. How would that change the dynamics? All of a sudden, would you be able to run a marathon, or play Mozart on the violin, or would you be able to bench press 250? Try harder, try harder. But the truth is, trying harder, or learning more about the process, is not going to make you able capable of doing those kinds of things. That's how I went to O-Week in 1997. I thought maybe I'm, I thought I'm gonna get there, I'm gonna learn some new strategies, I'm gonna get some new tactics, and then I'm gonna get to this mountaintop experience where I'm just ready to give all for the king and his kingdom, go to this destination country, I'm gonna do it smarter, I'm gonna work harder, but I'm here to tell you that's not what orientation is about. Orientation is about something completely different. So think what would have to happen, what would have to happen in your life for you to move from the place where you can't to the place where you can. The place where you can't bench press 250 pounds or play Mozart on the violin, over to the place where you can. What has to happen in this space right here? And the answer is training has to happen. Training, not trying, not intellectualism. Because the truth is, in two years, a whole bunch of you could bench press 250. A whole bunch of you could play Mozart on the violin. A whole bunch of you could run a marathon. And you probably wouldn't have to just try incredibly hard to accomplish those things. Just a moderate level of motivation and regular training, and you would be able to do those things that today are impossible. 
And so my goal right now is to convince you to think of O-Week as training instead of trying. Training to lead your team and helping your team to have this consistent perspective throughout the entire week, this perspective on what they are there to do. They're there, they are in that place, oh week, to train. You're here in this place to train, to get them to oh week. You're train, training to lead out of a servant's heart, a servant posture. Let me just read Hebrews. I think this is going to become more clear. Hebrews chapter 12, starting in verse 7, it says, Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as sons. For what son is not disciplined by his father? No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Let's just work through those two verses for a second. Endure hardship. I want to promise there are going to be some hardships at O-Week. You endure those hardships as discipline. Don't ignore it as irrelevant. Don't scorn it as unnecessary. Don't white-knuckle it just trying to get through the experience as fast as you can so you can forget it immediately. Endure hardship as discipline. Obviously, hey, it's going to be unpleasant for a season. Later on, however, in the future, in your destination country overseas, when the chips are down, when everything's riding on it, it's going to produce a harvest of righteousness and peace for your team. Peace for those who've been trained by it. It's really valuable. Don't ignore it. Don't suffer through it. Don't hide from it. Be trained by it. Receive the training. That word um, in the Greek Bible is gymnazo. The word training is where we get our word gymnasium from. And so what I'm trying to do today is invite you to the gym. The gym that we call orientation week. It's a long stay at the gym, seven days. But if you endure that hardship as discipline, you will experience a harvest of righteousness and peace if you let yourself be trained by it. We have a little saying, and, and I don't always like speakers who ask you to write things down because sometimes they ask you to write them down and it doesn't seem that relevant. Here's something you should write down. If you learn to love the training, you get the growth for free. So just think about that. That'd be a good phrase that you can use with your team members when you're leading during a difficult time. Maybe you've had a little failure or some kind of a setback at O-Week. If you learn to love the training, you get the growth for free. And so I just want to offer you a few of these perspectives as you think about how you'll lead during this O-Week experience. First, there's a tendency, and there'll be a big tendency probably for some of your team members to feel a little fear over being out of touch with the outside world. That's one of the things you're going to help them train for this summer. They don't get a call home. They don't get an email every single day. I mean, you might get a chance to shoot off an email once a week, but you're not going to get to come in contact with family as often as you want people who email or contact home every single day, that they tend to not engage 
in their country of destination quite as well that they tend to keep part of their heart, part of their mind at home. And so you're gonna be helping your team learn to live within those limitations. And part of that will be the training they experience at O-Week. So they can be wholehearted when they're in their country, their destination country. We're training people to surrender their rights, surrender their rights to communicate. This will be the first time some of them have gone this long without contacting mom or dad. This will be the first time they've had to surrender that or release it, and you're their coach. You're gonna be their training partner in that. They're gonna to have to do some reps with that, okay? That's how you get better, just by doing the reps. Here's a second area. For some of you, this week, uh, well, let me rephrase. For some of the people on your team, hopefully not some of you, because you're leaders, for some team members, this week is going to be about learning to take responsibility for their own life in ways that they never have. They've just never had to before. I'm talking about tasks, assignments, yes, but I'm also talking about taking responsibility for your own emotional state, your daily walk with God. You're going to have team members who have tried and tried in, the, in these areas, but some of them, they just haven't made it yet. They're going to be people who they've never even realized that they don't have as much control or haven't taken responsibility for their life in some areas. And so you're going to be their training partner, helping them with initiative, helping them to take care of themselves mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically. This week, they're going to be trained to cowboy up for all kinds of different challenges and to take responsibility for their own successes and failure. Now, here's a little saying that we have. So you, you, I think if you write this one down, you'll be able to use it with your team once you get there. When you're in training, failure is never final. It's just feedback. Right? Isn't that good? When you're in training, failure is not final. It's really just feedback. Because the reality is, they're going to be getting a little bit stronger every day. They get that feedback. You know, have you heard the saying, feedback is the breakfast of champions? Yeah. So you're going to be training them to take that feedback, do a few more reps with it, mental reps, a little gymnazo, a little training, so that when they get to the same place the next day, they actually have made progress. You're gonna be preparing them, and you're gonna be so happy you did, preparing them to take responsibility for holding on to their passport. Gonna be really important overseas, so we're gonna train it here while we're in the United States. We're gonna be training them to take care of their own health in what they eat, what they drink, the amount of sleep that they get every single night because it's really difficult when you have a sick team member and you're overseas. We're going to be training them for their own hydration. If someone gets thirsty, hey, if someone has trouble with that when you're in at O-Week, that's great because failure isn't final. It's just feedback and they're going to be able to train themselves for better habits when they're overseas. You're going to be training them for their attitude. O-Week creates this pressure, and when the pressure comes, what's inside people, it just squeezes out, and it squeezes out all over the place. And so you're going to have lots of opportunities to see what's in the, on the inside of people when it squeezes out. And when it squeezes out, that's not a disaster. 
That's a gift because you're gonna take that feedback, we're gonna recognize it's not final, and we're gonna train new responses into that individual. Really valuable. We have a little saying that we say at our church sometimes. This is from Gordon McDonald. Your team's gonna have, they're gonna get busted sometimes. Busted by security, busted by nationals, busted by, you know, different people. If you've been there, you understand. If you haven't been there, you'll understand soon. So when you have these moments, when you have these moments of failure, think about this quote, George, uh, Gordon McDonald. He says, transformation is a crisis followed by a process. When you fail at the process, you must return to the crisis, right? So you are there to engage these processes, the processes that will train them and carry them through O week and into their destination country. And those processes will transform them in the midst of crisis. But once you fail at the process, when you don't hold the process in place, you have to return to the crisis. I think that's a valuable statement. I hope it'll serve you well when some of your team, you know, uh, have some kind of uh, failure slash feedback. If your team, if your team doesn't congeal and take responsibility for their lives, you'll never come together. That's why we're doing this. We're bringing you together. Let me just talk about another item here, an item that has historically proved to be real challenging for teams. For all of you, for every single one of you, there will be people on your team that are just somewhat difficult to love. You want to love them, you try to love them, you try as hard as you can, but you just can't feel the warmth coming back, you know, it just doesn't come back to you quite as much. This week is going to be about training to love your fellow team members. Love your teammates. It's going to be a training to love the nationals. And it's going to be about training to love security. It's powerful. We're going to learn to see others through God's eyes and to let his love flow through us to them. There's this, there's this release when you finally give into the process of loving others. It's a letdown. I don't know. It's, do we let down our pride? Do we let down our own image management? And finally, we embrace and we draw one another close. And in that moment, you recognize we've become a team. We're no longer individuals. But I tell you what, this requires some training. It requires some repetitions. So we're providing you those repetitions while you're overseas so that you go as a team instead of just a group of individuals. It'll be valuable for you. I want you to think about this. For the rest of your team, it's going to be training in how to follow. We recognize you all are leaders. You're going to express your leadership instincts, but you know what? Your team will have many other leaders on it. And they're not going to express their leadership instincts. They're going to have to push down those impulses, those desires to take the lead, to step forward, to take initiative and begin leading the team. And so there are going to be some repetitions in this process. You know, as the team leader, 
you're going to have people who occasionally raise their voice or who occasionally make it difficult for you to lead. You need to take this time at O-Week to have good conversations with those people and to help them understand, hey, you know, help them, let them know that when they make certain kinds of comments, it kind of feels like they're cutting the legs out from under you and what you need them to be is your first follower. And when they can get in their mind, when leaders like that get in their mind that their job description is to be a first follower, they'll be such a gift to you while they're overseas. But these conversations need to happen before you get on the plane. They need to happen in order that you can kind of figure out how you're going to operate together as a unit when you get overseas. I want to encourage you to make successful first followers out of the strongest leaders on your team. But again, it's going to take some repetitions, some conversation. It's going to take some signs. You're going to have to figure out what you need to do to help them know it's happening again. You know, like I had a friend, we used to, I just go like this. It's <laughs> like, you know, you're, you're taking over, bro. You got to go ahead and be a first follower and it'll be their turn to lead maybe next year or the year after. So I think these are all helpful training dimensions that you can engage. I have this John Ortberg quote. It's good. It says, disciplines are valuable simply because they allow us to do what we cannot do by willpower alone. Isn't that good? That'd be valuable. That's a valuable quote for you to use as a leader when you're at OE. Disciplines are valuable simply because they allow us to do what we cannot do by willpower alone. It's really hard to take on uh, a training mentality because we don't want to admit that we cannot do it as a one-time act of the will. It's really hard for us to kind of confess that even to ourselves. So the idea that we should have to train for godliness, it's repugnant to us. We really do feel that we should be able to accomplish, just by trying harder, we should be able to accomplish what we want to. Captain America didn't need to train. He can fight all those bad guys. He practically beat up Thanos in the end, in the end game. But we're going to go ahead and humble ourselves. And we're not going to pretend. We're going to recognize that God's way of doing things, it involves training for righteousness. You know, every athlete that goes into the games, or every athlete that competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. We do it to get a crown that will last forever. This is God's plan for human development. Spiritual training is by nature an admission of weakness. It's an admission and an expression of humility. It's saying that I am not enough. I'm not enough until I do some reps in God's presence under the leadership of his spirit, asking him with every repetition to make me what I need to be in order for this next challenge, admitting my own weakness. And so I want to just offer you this perspective as you prepare to go overseas. I'm so proud of you and what you're giving your lives to this summer. I think it's fantastic. 
And I pray that God will richly bless the process of leadership in your life and your ability to create a context for O-Week, to create that context for your team and to call them back over and over again to this training process that God uses to bless us, mature us, and grow us. So peace to you, grace to you, and I look forward to hearing tremendous reports of what you accomplished this summer through His Spirit and through His power.